We're going to talk about taming the tongue. And for the last couple of weeks, we've been going through the book of James. This is our fifth installment. And we've been talking about, first we talked about trials and temptations. I didn't know I'd be preaching about, about myself, listening and doing, uh, prejudice and dynamic faith. Well, this morning we're going to talk about, and the book of James is, is a very straight approach to how we should live and control our lives and to live out our faith. That's what it's all about, how we live out our faith. His approach through, it, it's very straight. He has a pastor's heart. James was a pastor in Jerusalem. Today we're going to talk about taming the tongue. This is the longest discourse. This is the longest part in the whole Bible that talks about the tongue. If you look at throughout the Bible, it's the longest discourse of speaking about the tongue. And it talks about it 14 times in this book, in the book of James. And it challenges us on the issue of speaking words and the tongue. So I want to do this. I want to go to James chapter 3, and we're going to read 12 verses, 1 through 12. And we're going to come back, and I'm going to address some of these things. So let's go ahead, and if you follow along with me, it'll be on the screen if you have your notes. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, not, not many of you should become teachers in the church. For we who teach will be judged more strictly. Indeed, we all make many mistakes. For if we could control our tongues, we would be perfect. And could also control ourselves in every other way. We can make a large horse go wherever we want by means of a small bit in its mouth. And a small rudder makes a large ship turn wherever the pilot chooses to go. Even through the wind, even though the winds are strong. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? But a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And, and among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It is a, whole wor- it, it is a whole world of wickedness, corrupting your entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, fish, but no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil and full of deadly poison. Sometimes it praises our Lord and Father, and sometimes it curses those who have been made in the image of God. And so blessings and curses come pouring out of the same mouth. Surely, my brothers and sisters, this is not right. Does a spring of water bubble out both fresh water and bitter water? Does a fig tree produce olives and a grapevine produce figs? No, you can't draw fresh water from a salty spring. And so what we're going to talk about today is we're going to talk about the tongue. There's a scripture that I love in Psalms uh, 141, verse 3. It says, take control of what I say. Or, or, oh Lord, guard my lips. Here it is. It's like this. Lord, have mercy on me. Now, we need to pray this. I think we need, I need to pray this every day. And I think you need to, we need to take a lunch break to pray this. We need to pray this right before we go to bed at night. We need to be praying, Lord, have mercy on me. Help me. Help me keep my big mouth shut. That's a good prayer every day, amen? Lord, help me keep this big mouth shut. You know, uh, you know now, now it's, a, it's, a, it's a good prayer, but you know, uh, uh, what is it that, that it's the animal? I'm trying to think of the, the um, what are those little lizard things called? Huh? Iguana. Yeah, iguana, okay? Iguanas, their tongue is pretty crazy, but their tongue is twice the size as their body. Okay, now, now listen, not only that, but a blue whale's tongue 
is the same size as a Ford, it weighs the same size as a Ford pickup truck. Think about that. I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, you ma- imagine, I think, you think, think that a whale has a big tongue, like, you think he's got problems under the sea? I mean, you, hey, hey, he sees dolphins, your mama. I don't know what he does, but he, he may have problems under the sea. But also I found out our tongue weighs only 30 ounces. Our tongue. But you know, here's a wild fact that I actually found. A woman's tongue is, on average, is one inch shorter than a man's tongue. Y'all like that, huh, women? But you know, but... Uh, well, I'm not going to go after that this morning. I'll just say that. Uh, I'm just going to be safe. But So no, nobody, you know, now somebody's got that wrong, I think, sometimes. But anyway, but, you know, here it is. The tongue, here's some facts about the tongue. There's spiritual insights about the tongue. The tongue is small, but disproportionately very powerful. How I many you know what I'm talking about? You know, I mean, you go to Evangeline Downs. Okay, you go to the, there's a 3,000 pound horse. I mean, that's why they call it horse power, because they got this little, they got this horse, a 3,000 pound horse. And brother, when they comes out the gate, there's power. Okay, and, 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 and they put a 100 pound little jockey on the back of that thing. Come on, and, and, it's, and it just takes off. There's power in that, that horse. But, you know, but it's, 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 it's controlled by a five inch bridle. You know, and think about it. The hearts are so powerful, yet directed by something so small. You know, the tongue is so powerful. And with our words, we can change the tone of the room. How many of you are talking about? You can be positive. You can be negative. I can walk in the church this morning and go, hey, man, y'all are awesome. Man, y'all all look good. Man, you are beautiful. Man, I love that dress. Man, I, man, you have the most beautiful children. Man, I mean, daddy loves you. Hey, I'm so glad to see you. But on the other side, see how you feel? But on the other side, shut up. Get out of my face. I don't like you. I don't, you don't make me happy anymore. I want happy. Don't talk to me. You see how it changes the atmosphere? It just does. You know, I just know this, the tongue I just know that here's the fact. The tongue is powerful. It's powerful. Here's another thing. Here's another fact about the tongue. The tongue is a rudder. I've been a lot of places. I've, I've been able to ride in trains and planes and cars and trucks and four-wheelers and motorcycles. I've been all over. I've been to different countries all over the world. been able to have opportunities to do great things, climb mountains and go in the woods and camp out. There's a lot of things I've been able to do. But can I tell you something? I've never been on a cruise ship. It's one thing I've never been on is a cruise ship. And, 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 but I just know this, but that ship, it's a large ship, big, but it got a small little rudder. Now, you know what happens is, but that rudder gives direction. You may wish, you may want to go to St. Thomas, but if that rudder is not, or, or Alaska, but let me, you may go, man, we're going to St. Thomas. But let me tell you something. If that rudder gets messed up or it guides something where you're not getting to your destination. And that's a lot of us sometimes. There are a lot of times we have destination. We have desire to go somewhere. But guess what keeps us from getting to that destination? 
You want to guess? It's your tongue. You know, some, you know, some of us are hoping to get to the destination in our lifetime, but our tongue keeps throwing us off course, just like a rudder can throw off a large cruise ship. And so I want you to know, the tongue is directional. So it's powerful, it's directional. It'll give you direction. It'll lead you places. And the tongue is a spark. You know, a forest fire. Think about it. Sometimes we hear news or report, man, there's over 2,000 acres burned, and it started by the little spark or someone trying to put out a little fire. And so it's, it's so devastating because it takes a forest decades and decades to grow and to be able to have a beautiful forest. And where my wife's from in, in, in Washington State, they have incredible. I mean, we think we got trees here. You know, look at that palm tree. <laughs> I mean, we ain't got trees. Like, I mean, when they have trees, I'm talking, their trees are bigger, bigger round, big as round as this drum cage. Just massive trees. Beautiful, lush, smells pretty, all that stuff. We got, we got swamp. Okay, I love the swamp. I love the fish. I love the hunt in the swamp. But it's just, it's just more majestic up there. I'm just going to tell you. Okay? And they don't have snakes. They don't have alligators. They don't, they don't have, anyway, anyway. But anyway, let me go back. But it's just, our words are like a forest fire. Our words are like that. It's like a spark. Our words are. You see, our words, you know, the smallest words can be a spark to someone. A little poke. A little slur. A little opinion. A little comment. You can start a great fire. A spark can, you know, a spark can... can like a, with a fire, it can, it can start somewhere, then in 200 miles down the road, it's still going on. You can say something today, and years later, you can still be wounded, and you can still be hurt, and you can still be devastated. You know, we can say, we can say a comment. I remember being in school. Listen, by the time I graduated high school, I'd been to 15 different schools. So I'd been around the world, Okay. I've been to many schools. I've been to schools in the windows, schools that have windows, schools that they have bars on the windows. I mean, I've been to different schools. And I can remember when I was a kid, you might not know this, but I, I used to have to go to speech therapy when I was a little kid. I, it was, they used to have a little, when I lived in Lake Charles, I was about six years old, and I couldn't say my R's and my, you know, f, f, you know, all those things. So you'd have to listen. You'd have to put these little headphones that felt like they're razor blades on your ears. You know what I'm talking about? And, and, and it wasn't the cool ones they got nowadays, you know? And not the, the ones with the B on it. What are they called? Come on. Somebody, you know, with the, all the, the, huh? Beats. Beats. Okay. I didn't have, there weren't no Beats headphones. Okay? It was like razor headphones. And they would go over and go, say the word, you know. The, tha, tha. and they go, tha, tha. and I can remember one time someone looked at me and said, you know what, you're always going to be like this. I remember one guy, one, one time, one of my teachers was so frustrated, I, I brought it on. <laughs> but they looked at me and said, you know what, McCann, you'll never amount to anything. Can I tell you something? I still see him. I still hear those words. It affected me. You understand me? But I know this. You know what? I know that God never puts a never on anybody ever. Only people do. 
And see, I know that's why you need to be in the book. That's why you need to understand what God says about you. And see, you know, you can go, and, and it's the same comment. It can ha- you can say one thing. Nowadays, with all the technology, one thing can happen. It can go around the whole world. You see, today we have our technology. We need to control our thumb tongue. Did you hear me? We don't have, you know what? It's just, a, it's that thumb tongue. It's on it's on Facebook, it's on Twitter, it's on Instagram, it's on text. And you know what you're saying. You're saying it with your thumb. But can I tell you something? You, have, you speak when you press send. And that's not derogatory to anything that's happened this week. I'm just telling you. I had this before. See, there, these are some of the ways you can, you can send sparks all over the world. The tongue impacts. How many of you have been impacted by the tongue? How many of you have impacted by the tongue? Okay, there you go. A little confession going on. The second thing is the tongue has been a problem since the day you were born. You know what's amazing? I've never had to teach my children to say no. You ever notice that? It just comes out, no. I've never, it's just part of human nature. You know, you don't have to teach your children to do negative things, how to be mean. It just kind of comes natural, doesn't it? You don't have to tutor your children to say negative things sometimes. They say it. They get it from their sinful nature in the, in the world we live in. I mean, I've heard people say things to people, and I was like, my gosh. I can't believe they said that. How you know talking about? I've seen little kids just, I've been to Walmart, and I've seen a lady just like slap her child one time and just get on her case. I wanted to go there and take her to the bathroom and spank her. It's just cruel. It was insensitive. It was, I mean, maybe they were giving you a problem, but that's not the way you treat them. You understand me? I can remember, man, listen, let me tell you something. Joan, my mama, she's five foot two and a half. And there was sometimes, I, I did things, but let me tell you, you don't get my mama mad. If I came home sometimes from FK White because someone said, the teacher said something to me or it was wrong or it was negative, my mom, she used to be a stay-home mom for a little while. She, she could have been ironing her clothes our clothes on the ironing board with pink curlers. Pink foam curlers. You remember those foam pink curlers? And she could have an apron on. And she could be ironing. I say someone said something. My little five foot, two and a half, five foot, two and a half inch mama would come and go to the school. She didn't care if she had rollers or not and tell them off that you don't talk to my child that way. You remember being a kid in the neighborhood? When I was a kid, man, you start talking about your parents bad. I mean, it would be like the screen door would open. Their, heart, their hand would go down the sidewalk, go around the corner, and because you were saying something stupid, your mama would slap you and your friend that was listening. When I grew up on 1221 Cactus Lane in Lake Charles, Louisiana, my neighbors used to whip me. Come on, y'all remember that? My grandson one time, little Eli goes, I go, son, if you don't stop that, Papa's going to whip you. He said, Papa don't whip me. My daddy whips me. I said, oh, really? (laughs) Ask him now. 
I remember one time he was telling us, I remember he was talking to Tracy, and he, he was going through the stage when he was little, and he goes, and she goes, uh, he goes, no, Nani, and Tracy goes, no, Eli, and he goes, no, Nani, and no, Eli, and no, I mean, they were going back and forth, just letting him see what he sounded like, and he goes, no, and she goes, no, Eli, no, Nani, you know, so I don't know, I think my 91, but anyway. But you just look at it, and it's like, you know, the tongue is humanly untamable. How many of you are talking about? No one can tame it. It's, it's outright evil. That's what the Scripture says. You are, you are naturally going to say something, and if you're not careful, you will live with soap in your mouth. Listen, my grandmother, Maydale Melton, when I stayed, at, I stayed at her house a lot, she basically raised me until I was five years old. And if I said something mean or bad to my brother or sister or my, my cousins or whoever it was, it was, it was ivory soap. And I mean, she didn't just stick it in your mouth. She stuck it. She got the, she'd pull out a fresh bar. Not a used bar, a fresh bar, and stick it in your mouth and put it on top of your teeth and scrape it. You know, she was washing my mouth out with soap. I mean, soap couldn't do it. I mean, you're talking about it. She tried. But you know what? I, I, I just think, though the tongue is humanly untamable, let me tell you, it's divinely tameable with, with the right help. It's tameable with the right help, with God's help. With God's help, we can tame the tongue. How many believe that? The tongue is twisted. Number four, the, the tongue is twisted. How can, how can rice, a rice field produce tomatoes? How can a satsuma tree produce peppers? They can't. It's impossible. But a man's tongue can produce hope. It can produce help. It can produce love. You can express it by your tongue. In the, same, in the next minute, it can speak death. It can speak doom. It can bring destruction. The Bible says there's blessings and cursing in the tongue. The tongue can bless and curse or help and hurt. You ever had people just want to, you know, that something, somebody to say so-and-so, you know, like, man, they start saying so-and-so about your mama when you were a kid? You know what I'm talking about? I mean, you know, your tongue can get twisted, okay? You know, and then you know, they say something about your brother or your sister or something like that. You didn't like them when you were in the house with them, but they said something about them. You were up. I'm in the right house this morning. We're in the right travel channel. We're going somewhere this morning, I promise. And it's at that point when they start doing that, you come, come on, we're going to get twisted. Come on, let's go. We're going to get twisted up. But see, here it is. It's, a, it's like, I can't, I can't be like that. I, I can't, you know, as a short guy, I got to wake up every morning in a good mood. Because something negative, something twisted coming my way. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, I, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to hurt somebody. It's funny, but that—that's sometimes our nature. You know, it just—it's—it's it's impacting. Here's the good news. How do we tame the tongue? I love what Psalms 19 says. It says, "May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my Rock and my Redeemer." It's the word, let me just say this, the words and your heart are connected. What you say is connected to your heart. 
You see, there's three things to tame the tongue. The first one is sometimes you got to pause. James 1.19 says this. Let me look it up. I'll show you real quick. I remember it talks about, it says, Understand this, my dear brothers and sisters. You must be quick to listen. And what? Slow to speak and slow to get angry. In other words, James telling us, slow down. Hold your words until you get them under control. Slow down. Take it easy. Remember the song? Anyway. That's what it's saying. Slow down. Take it easy. It's, what he's saying is, is right here, hey, Bubba. What do you, you know, it's like sometimes the best thing I can do is this. What do you think about? What do you think about? What's your opinion on so-and-so? Sometimes I just need to shut up. I'm preaching to me. Sometimes I just need to be quiet. Sometimes I need to put the pause. Hey, Bubba, what, what, what do you think about this? There, there are days when I wish I would have kept my mouth shut when someone or something asked for me for my opinion. How many of you talking about? I remember a guy one time, one of my good friends, we're out eating dinner, and he insults his wife right in front of her. Say, when he, her birthday, he bought her the VHS, that's how long ago it was, called Buns of Steel. So you know you got problems right there. Okay, that was her birthday gift. Okay, he bought her Buns of Steel. I mean, wow. And so we're eating at Don Seafood downtown in Lafayette, and... It's Tracy and I and this couple and some other people, and he just says something to his wife. I, I can't even remember what exactly what it was. But my wife, she kind of just looked at me, and I'm like, and she's like, and I just tapped him and said, hey, man, let's go in the bathroom. Can we talk? Yeah, and I just, I just told him, man, you can't talk that way to your wife. You can't say things like that. It's so dishonoring. You, honestly, you need to embar- just embarrass her. You embarrass yourself more than you embarrass her. It was your tongue. How many of you ever embarrassed yourself by something you said? Like the room could be going great, and all of a sudden it just gets real quiet after what you said. Boy, they're going to get it when they get home. I've learned this. Look at me. Can I give you a hint, men? There's a couple of things I've never said to my wife. Number one, I've never used the D word. Never once. Never once. The D word, I, I want a divorce. I've never said that to her. Never. That doesn't mean I hadn't thought about it. <laughs> but I've, I've never said it. And I'll tell you, here, let me give you a hint. I've never in my entire life said one negative thing the way she looks. Because let me tell you something. You know why? Women already deal with enough insecurities. Come on, women. I'm trying to help you out. I tell her, I said, hey, baby, you make a gunny sack look good. That's all I got to say. Because let me tell you, some of you, I'm just going to get real, real, real here. So I'm going to lose some of you. Okay? How many of you want a great marriage? How many of you want a great marriage? Let me, can I, how many of you want to know a secret? Men, how many of you want to be intimate with your wife? Two people. Why, wow, you rest of your liars. <laughs> how many of you want intimacy with your wife? Come on. Here's the key. 
Watch your words. Watch your words. It's important what you say. Listen, the secret of having a great marriage is spending time listening and spending time talking and building and encouraging one another up because the world's going to tear you down. The world does not care about you one lick. When, you know, when, what happened with my son Nathan, Zach told me the first thing he said, Daddy, don't you dare go to Facebook, Dad. Don't read it. I said, why? People saying something? He said, he said, Dad, you just don't need to read it. You don't need to go there. You don't need to be defensive. You don't need to think those things. Those are people that don't even know us. You don't even need to go there. It's, it, it's thumb-tongue. And see, what God wants to do, sometimes you need to put your tongue on pause before you retaliate. You know what the best kind of fight you can have? When your mate may say something, you just go, I, I want to... Come on. Y'all want to get religious this morning? I'll tell you, let me tell you something. The worst marriages are the people that just don't get it out in the open. That's one thing I love about my wife. There's in times I didn't want to get it out in the open. And she goes, no, we're not moving until we get it in the open. And she's not being mean. She's just telling me the truth. And after almost 30 years of marriage, sometimes we just, I, I'm a lot better than I used to be. I can say that. Amen. And the second thing is, three ways to tell them. Another thing is to ponder. Say no to motor mouth madness. What does that mean? Lord, help me before, I, help me think before I speak, Lord. Let me use my brain. What little I got. Help me. Let it register. Do you remember going to the dentist? How many of you like going to the dentist? You know, you get the latest and greatest. They show you all the cool stuff. I remember when I had braces. They, oh, we got this little wire thing that'll clean in between your teeth. And you got to floss now. And they give you all these cool little things to try to give you cool toothbrushes. And, and you know, man, and what's, what's, that, what's that toothbrush for? Well, that's the one that has all the has the little bumps, has the ridges on the back, and you know the cool, you know they got the little grip. Y'all brush y'all's teeth around here. <laughs> then you go, well, what's that one for? And it goes, that's the tongue scraper. That doesn't sound nice. When I think about before I speak, I need the Holy Spirit to scrape off the negative and the destructive things that are on my tongue. God, scrape it off. Scrape it off. When we think before we speak, you know, we give the Holy Spirit time to scrape off that negative. Our words are like elevators. <laughs> we're either taking people up or we're taking people down. Ask this before I started thinking about this. Ask this before you speak. Number one. Is it true? Is what I'm saying to that person that he, think of, it's, I broke it down, think. Is it true? What I'm about to say, is it true? Is it right? And is it real? Is it actually truthful what I'm fixing to describe to that person? The second thing, is it 
helpful? Is it better that I say it or don't say it? Is it better that I just don't say it? Can I just be helpful? And then I can say helpful things with my words. Man, you're awesome. You're great. You can do it. I can encourage them. I can build them up. Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Hey, man, be, you, you're awesome. You can be great. Not only are you great, but, man, you know, I mean, it's, it's incredible. I, or you can bring strife. Pain. The thing I loved about being around my daddy, he was always inspiring to me. He always had these little quotes, you know. I'd say, well, Dad, where's it at? He goes, between the A and the T, son. He had all these, like, little things he would say. Always, you say, it's attitude, son. He had a, a pin on his tie that said attitude. He was always positive. And see, the thing is, for us, is are we inspiring? Are we inspiring people to serve God? Are we speaking truth but in love? Let me, let me tell you something. Here's the difference. Hey, girl, you know what? God knows your pain. And you know what? God wants to touch you and, and release you from this pain and this stuff. And he loves you. Or you can go, girl, you look so like a harlot. You look like you've got a mattress tied on your back. But Jesus loves you. And he wants to help you. How about this one? You cigarette-sucking sinner, you. That really is inspiring, isn't it? You know, God wants to help you. We all have things that we deal with. This may be a difficult thing. I believe God can help you. God can bring you through it. And I know it's a struggle. But I'm not here to condemn you. But we're going to give this to God and let God deliver you from this. And I'm praying with you. I'm believing with you. And you know what? If you need help and you're walking through something, call me. And we'll pray and we'll ask God to help you. I'll just say this. I had people call me from this church. They say, first thing we say, Pastor Bubba, I'm not calling for anything. I just want to know how are you? How are you? How's Miss Tracy? Just want to let you know I love you. I don't need to know the details. I love you. Many people have done that. Dylan called me from Africa. The, the next thing is the end. Is it necessary? Do I, necessar- do I have to really say, is it necessary? Is it necessary? And the K is, is it kind? Can I make a confession here? Luke's playing baseball. He's an all-star team. We're excited, proud of him, all that stuff. My 11-year-old. And he's a great kid, real sensitive heart, smart, all those different things. But can I just make a pro- Can I, I just say this? I have a problem with umpires. I got a problem. I mean, they've called a few strikes on my son. I'm like, I'm in my mind, what? Who are you? Where did you get your umpire license? From Rumper Room? I haven't said that, but I've said it in my mind. But where I really need to be saying is like, good call, ref. You might need some designer glasses, but it was a good call. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? How many are you talking about? 
If it's not kind, don't say it. Just don't say it. And the last one, pray. Because you know what? The, the scripture, I love what Matthew says. For whatever is in your heart determines what you say. In other words, out of, the, out of your mouth speaks the abundance of your heart. It's your heart. It's not a dictionary that gives the meaning to the words. It's, it's what comes out of your heart. I remember they had a World War II saying, and I added to it, and it says, loose lips sink ships. You remember ever hearing that one? That used to be an advertisement during World War II, so people, if they spoke loosely, you know, the enemy might be around them. But I believe this, loose lips sink ships, but praying lips saves lives. Praying, li- praying lips gives life. Praying lips give hope. Praying lips give help. That's what it does. So here it is. What do you need to do, Pastor Bob? We, I need to pause sometimes. I need to think about, ponder, think about what I'm going to say. I need to pray. You see, what, what's down in the well always comes up in the bucket. Can I say that again? That was good. Whatever goes down in the, whatever's down in the well comes up in the bucket. Our tongue tells on our heart. That's all it's doing. It's telling on who we are on the inside. Well, I didn't mean to say it. Well, it came out. Can I be honest? I just got saved, and I remember we were, I was at, I was at Brother Keith, Brother Clay Keith's church in Waco, and we were, and I was going through this little discipleship, three weeks discipleship. I'd only been saved like eight days, nine days, and I'm going to this serious discipleship school, and all these people, and they've been saved for years and stuff, and, and for part of our school, you know, we go, to, we go out minister to people on the street and everything and i never forget man one day we we're pulling out some leaves and stuff and and they had all these people that were right there and i mean i don't been saved eight days you know god's still sanctifying me and i remember something caught my finger and i went oh blank and every little church kid they went <laughs> they were like ooh. They started praying in tongues for me. You know what I mean? Just I said, I didn't just say one word. I said it's a sentence. Okay? And I just like, I remember no one had it preached to me. You know what I'm talking about? I was so convicted. I remember going back, and I, my leader, I went to him. He's man, I... I Man, I'm sorry. I just, I violated every church child on the thing, you know. <laughs> he prayed for me. I needed my, my tongue. And he just started praying for me. And I just know that if you want transformation, you got to have a transformed heart. That's why we need the, the name. We need to have God transform us. Guess what? Jesus can do that. He can really transform us. How many believe that? You see, I, one, of my, one, of my, one of the scriptures I love is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and it says, verse 7, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone, and a new life has begun. God can change our life if we change our words by surrendering them and surrendering our heart to Jesus Christ. See, so it's a matter, here it is. Look at me, church. 
It's just a matter of the heart. That's where it really matters. It's a matter of heart. God can change us. How many want God to change you? Let, let me ask, as I've been preaching, how many of you say, you know what, Pastor Bubba? God's, all right, God's speaking to me about my tongue. Anybody here like that? Come on. God's speaking to me about my thumb tongue. God's speaking. Listen to me. God loves you enough that he will speak to you. Because see, God's desire is transformation. It's just like my wife said earlier when she got up and said, you know, we learn truth one or two ways. Through Through revelation, and most of us don't get it, okay? Some people get it quick. You tell them something, boom, they do it. You know what I mean? Not me. I want to try the plan B or C, even Z. How many are talking about? I want to try all the other plans and go say, well, you know what? And then I got to go through the tribulation to go, oh, wow. I should have done that on A. And here it is. God loves you enough, listen to me, even today that he would speak to you by his Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God is here in this room. He wants to just set some of you free. He wants to, he doesn't want you to have a twisted tongue. He doesn't want you to have a, a tongue that, that is cutting and, and, and sharp. He wants you to have a tongue that, that speaks life, hope, faith. That's what he wants more than anything. Can we pray this morning? And if you raise your hand, just lift your hands to heaven all over this place. Come on, just lift your hands. And just, we're going to, what we want to do, what I want to do is I just want us to surrender fresh and new what God wants to do in our own hearts, in our own lives. Father, this morning we come and we know that we're like that construction side, work in progress. Lord, for all of us, we know that you're working inside of us. You're working in our hearts. Because, Lord, we know that things that come out of our mouths are just really the things that are deep in our hearts that we have not yielded to you. We have not given you. And, Lord, I'm, I'm speaking about myself this morning. Father, I pray that you would help us to forgive us for the, the idle words and the things we've said instead of putting it on pause and instead of thinking about what we were going to say, instead of praying about it. Lord, I pray that our prayer would be, God, help me before I open my big mouth. Help me. Help me to say the right things, to do the right things. The Father, right now, in the mighty name of Jesus, I pray for those that they know that maybe there's words that have measured them. There's words that have shaped them. God, I pray your healing power. I pray, God, that you would break, the God, the stigma of those words that have been spoken over people's lives that have kept them in a, in a trap, that's kept them confined. And Lord, I pray that you would release them and they would see beyond that. And Father, I pray, Father, for those that, that God, that have said words to people, I pray that, Lord, that, 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 Lord, I thank you for your conviction power. Pray that you would give them the grace and the ability to go and to talk to that person, to apologize. Father, I pray for those that we, we've been bitter towards because of words they spoke. I pray, and maybe they're not here on this earth, I pray that we would just release it and give it to you. And that, God, that you would, you would free us. Lord, we know that our words can bless you and our words can curse you. And, Lord, I pray that you would put in every one of our hearts 
a heart to bless you, a heart to honor you, a heart to please you in all that we do. We pray it right now in Jesus' mighty name.